welcome to the fourth official's EPL and World Soccer Podcast. I am your host, Tom Miller, here with Manchester City stalwart, James Lewis. Champions. Yeah, good for you. And Ken Lee, fan, Ken Lee Arsenal fan, super fan, some would say. How are we going, Ken? <laughs> I'm good. I'm We're fine. Good. We're good. That's a good way to say it. We're fine. Uh, we are going to go over the end of the season, the last game week, 38. We will go over a few of the results. There's a lot that was already settled that we covered in the last podcast. We will do that. We'll do the Europa League final, which was, guys, I don't know if you saw all the stuff that happened after the match, but with it being Jose Mourinho, you knew it was going to happen. Loved it. A um, lot of post-match nonsense, including the referee getting accosted his whole family getting accosted at the airport today. I don't know if yeah. you guys saw that. His daughter broke down in tears because they had trash and chairs thrown at them. Yes, they had trash. And the, and the police didn't do a thing. They did nothing. Yeah. I watched them. The police were just standing there. They, they blocked a, 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 a chair when it came flying. Didn't do anything to stop the person that did it. Did nothing. But anyway. Firstly, um, not condoning violence of any kind against match officials. but Oh, boy. Anthony Taylor has to know how the world perceives him. They're always you're going to bring your family to that ref. Yeah, I don't understand that. Also, I think actually the uh, the referees, whatever they call it, payment goal or whatever, they need to uh, the referees commissions need to make sure these guys are traveling more discreetly. Seriously, why are you worried? Like a referee shouldn't have to worry about being attacked in a public place. Like you, you didn't pay to be in the airport. Like for the for the fandom, your fandom starts and ends at the stadium, and and the level of of attack starts and ends with your voice and your words. You can chant all you want. You can't do Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like they need to start making examples of these people that are doing this so people stop doing it italian yeah. ultras are crazy man yeah, yeah but they you know, they wouldn't be crazy if if law would step in and and essentially throw the book at one of these guys and say you know this is going to happen to you too if you do it well they might still be crazy but i agree that that needs to happen yeah i i completely agree and i think that the thing that, that nobody realizes is if you scare off all these referees and sure like some of these referees are not good referees you're only going to get the second tier of referees. This is tier one, guys. You don't want to see tier two. You know, like, you don't want tier two referees in control of these games. They are even worse, I promise you. So you, you just, like Ken said, chant at them, yell at them, whistle at them. Don't throw stuff at them. Don't accost their families and run them down, you know, at their houses and stuff. Like, grow up. You know? They have, grow up. They, yeah, they just have, I mean, they... The Europe in general has such a weird take on sports fandom. I mean, like there are plenty of heated rivalries in yeah. in American sports, and like you talk to a Baltimore Ravens fan and a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, and they hate mm-hmm. each other. And yeah. you know, there might be some in like isolated incidents where two people are fighting. None yeah. of and, and you know what? Everyone hates the NFL officials, and no one is throwing chairs at them. Yeah. No we're one's attacking them, them. Airports and, and stuff. threatening their families. I mean, yeah. we certainly will boo them in the stadium. I've yeah. been next to you at a Ravens game and we booed. You've heard me boo. You're allowed to I've, do that though in the you're stadium. To, 
You're allowed to at that, yell. Pr- at that price you're point, you're allowed to boo. Yeah, you can do whatever you want almost. Not nothing yeah. physical. But I don't know why it's not enough for them to just get a boo out. Like it, it are you thinking you're gonna change the the events that took place Good an point. hour and a half before at the airport? It doesn't change so the what score. Are you gonna do? Well, I mean, another thing to consider with this, guys, when we're talking about punishments and things like that, is that this was very much spurred on by Jose Mourinho after the after the uh, final whistle. Oh, yeah. When he went into the car park and waited for the referee. Basically, I mean, that's exactly what the fans did. After he did that, it went all over social media. He did that for a missed penalty call, which, by the way, looked like a pen to me, guys, in this day and age. Uh, the, yeah. the whipped-in cross that hit the uh-huh. hand. Oh, my, uh, that's my thing. And they didn't even they didn't even take that to VAR. Or maybe they didn't have him go look at it. Where's the yeah. consistency yeah, on but are you any shocked? of that? Come on. Are you no, shocked? Because it it's Anthony Taylor. It's not even it's, it's Anthony Taylor. That. It's VAR. It's VAR. Yeah. It's VAR. Yeah, it, like, until the referee is told, hey, hey, guy, not optional. I need you to go look at the screen. Yeah. Until yeah. the, as long as the referee can say, no, I, I saw it pretty clearly. There's nothing you saw in super slow motion that's going to change my mind. Uh, I mean, where I, I just don't know where the consistency is on any of it. There because, is no like, consistency because he was ten. He was ten yards away from the cross, and, and his and somebody and his was in his arm, <laughs> and his arm is out. Like, I wish that I wish that there was something where it could just be as simple as like, okay, you know what? If you're within two yards of the ball. Yeah. It's not going to be an automatic penalty. If you're 10 yards away from the ball and they cross it in and your arms are making your body larger mm-hmm. and it hits your arms. Guess what? I always thought that was the most clear cut. That was how, wasn't that like, like Nani and Ashley young and those kinds of wingers would look for that. They drive into the box. They'd wait for the defenders would be like making themselves big. And then they chip a little ball into their yeah. arm. Yeah, those were PKs. Mane got VAR. that penalty called for him. It was like two years ago. Yeah, I, I just want to add that. You know, I think that those handballs, the ones that aren't actually denying a goal scoring opportunity, which if we if we change the rule and then that came into play, that would probably make it even worse. But I think that like plays like that, where there's no chance of a goal being scored from it. Shouldn't be pens. They should be um, either indirect, or indirect direct free, free kicks. kicks. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they should be. It'll never. If it's happen. not, if it's not on a shot, is what you're saying, yes. basically. Yes, but then again, guys, we're still opening up. Right, because you still need referee gymnastics decision. at that. They point. could be crossing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They could be crossing to a wide open person on the back post. You're yeah. not going to say that's a goal scoring opportunity. No, I wouldn't say that. I would say only shots. Like, like only deliberate handballs to stop a goal. Again, it would just open up a whole nother can of worms. Well, if you do that, this is a rabbit hole, but if you do that, then you have yeah. to stop calling the fouls that are leading up to the goal. You're right. It would open, I mean, it's just... It, it, it would be a never-ending never thing, and the referees would love it because they love gray yeah. area. They love gray. Yeah, you might as well, like you say all the time, Ken, you might as well just get rid of VAR. Let's scrap point. it. Like, you know, we yeah. tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> not gonna happen kind of related did you see that was it la liga is going to not have goal line tech next season because they didn't want to pay the two two or three million dollar i did not see that i didn't realize it's either la liga or it's the french league literally the only thing that works 
Yeah. That works perfectly and indisputably, and no one's ever had a problem it with it. Vibrates it vibrates three oh, million dollars. There's one problem. One problem. If you'll remember, the Aston Villa game. I think it was Aston Villa, Sheffield United. Oh, where it where they said it broke? Or they didn't have yes. an angle on it? Well, no, all seven sensors were blocked. And so that, they didn't call it a goal. That is so bizarre. It was. But and like I almost said, feel like... 99.99999 is enough. I almost feel like they were lying about that. Had to be how lying. how bizarre it was. <laughs> had to be lying. And the, the crazy part about that lie is the referee's wrist is buzzing the entire time. And he's just ignoring it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, okay, let's... I mean, we're already With in the conversation. Yeah. So, so we might as well just make the Europa League final the first thing that we talk about. We've already gone through all the talking points. Well, uh, we haven't one, gone one to the game. point of uh, Mal giving away his medal to the kid in the stands. Se- that was awesome. Sevilla, <laughs> Sevilla won, Roma won, um, and uh, Sevilla wins in penalties. Roma had three center backs in a row taking their penalties because they subbed off all their good players because they were not healthy enough to finish the game in overtime. The last, I don't know how much you guys watch of the extra time, but the extra time second period was, it's 15 minutes. It's slated to be 15 minutes. There were 10 minutes of, of added time on the 15 minutes. Crazy. Because there were, Mal's whole entire bench went onto the field. He His behavior set a tone for that game. I believe uh, Roma was given 10 yellow cards. Um, so not only was he a disaster after the game, I just don't get like, you know, we were laughing beforehand, and it is fun to watch him, but he really is such a piece of crap, and you don't want him anywhere near your team. Like, that, that was, it was so disgraceful, and after the game, you know, I, I understand for a long time it was like, oh yeah, we're taking the focus off my team's performance and putting it on myself. He knows that the cameras are watching him. He knows the cameras are watching him when, after the match... He did a lap of honor and applauded the Sevilla fans. We know that they were watching. He knows that they were watching when he ha- he took his second place medal, walked straight into the crowd, pointed at a little girl, and tossed the the second place medal to her. Like we know all that. We he knows it. Then he, he knows that all the cameras are on him when he they're underneath the stadium in the parking lot, and he's waiting for Anthony Taylor to call him a crook. You know, like I don't know. If you guys watched the game, it wasn't a good game. It was terrible. It was a terrible game of soccer. And the own goal that they that that eventually led to Roma's loss was was a bad yeah. own but goal. It, it it's not like Roma played them off the park and then were robbed. Yes, that penalty shout should have been a penalty, in my opinion, based on the way things are right now, and has been in other cup finals. I think that's been a penalty. I think that's been a penalty for. Yeah. That, that has been a clear-cut penalty for the longest of any of these penalty situations yeah, that we talked about. It's been about. before VAR. Yeah, that has been... A, and I mean, that was clear as day. Nailed on. That yeah. has been a penalty... I mean, again, but, but you're totally right. None of that excuses Mourinho's behavior. Completely out of line in every yes. single way. Set the tone, not just mm-hmm. for his players, but for the fans afterwards. And yep. I, I, this was... To me, like, and you've seen this always before, but to me, this was like he went a step beyond mm-hmm. where he had gone previously. I think. I mean, he's yeah. never waited in the in the car park no. for refs before. Well, it's like well, it's because it's a bigger quote unquote failure than he's ever had before. Because he is five for 
five. Is that right? I think five for five in European. I Cup guess. Finals. I mean, I that's what it, it is. in some ways, getting Roma to that final is mm-hmm. the second biggest success he's ever had behind getting United second that year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's just trash. I mean, the game wasn't very good. Sevilla's in thirteenth place in La Liga. Um, they snuck through. They they kind of blitzed United at home, but really they should have lost four zero to United um, at Old Trafford. That that's where the game really changed. Like Sevilla is not a good team. After the game, all the La Liga, all the La Liga pundits were coming out and saying, "Did you know?" You know that La Liga is 19 and 0 in European Cup finals since the year 2001 against non-Spanish teams. That's pretty wild. It's kind of amazing. Yeah. And they use that to then, of course, bridge the gap and be like, everybody says the Premier League's better, but the Spaniards are the ones who win the cups, and it's like that's sort of true, but Real Madrid is the reason for all of those statistics. Well, and, actually, but Madrid the other half else. is Sevilla. But, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, you're right. Actually, Sevilla makes up more than Real Madrid because Sevilla has seven Euro Europa League championships. But the other that part is like, so like, insane. You can't, like, forget or mention when someone makes a dumb comment like that, very stupid yeah. to say out loud in a group, mm-hmm. that the Premier League is not... A, is not tough or stronger than those leagues because of a a of of a of a tournament competition when you're in a league like the spanish league the french league the italian league and the german league and you only have to play three really difficult teams and i'm being nice when i say three because it's more like two in most of those leagues you don't have to play your starters all the time not every single game is a tough game in england there's 38 weeks of super tough games. Yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. And I think another thing that obviously can be easily swept under the, the rug by that by that statistic is the fact that like three of the four teams in the semifinals are always English. You know, like in all those competitions. And they're like, well, you know, Real Madrid and Sevilla have 13 european titles between them of the 19 it's like well the 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 other la liga teams don't even get to like the the quarterfinals barcelona they don't even make this the round the round of 16 no so your league is not better you just have a special team in in uh in real madrid and then you have the luckiest team ever in sevilla i mean they're not a good team they're the biggest it makes me think you know, what, you know what Sevilla winning makes me think? It's like a, the Sean Deitch Burnley or Sean Deitch Everton could win the Europa League because you just need a bunch of houses. Yeah. Because that's what Sevilla is. They are, the, yeah. they are the La Liga version of Burnley. They are. They have the most red cards by double the next person in, in La Liga. They're terrible this year. Yeah. All right, guys, that's enough of the Europa League. Uh... Europa League uh, medal goes to Sevilla. They're in the Champions League. I hope they get knocked out and finish in fourth. They make me mad. Uh, I'm bitter about United losing to them, especially when uh, United should have beaten them handily at home and then crap their United crap their pants in Sevilla. Um, 
and ended up losing. But anyway, anyway, back to the Premier League, guys. A Premier League team did make the uh, Conference League final. So you'll have uh, West Ham versus... Who's the other team, guys? I don't even remember. The Conference I... League final? Let me check. Couldn't tell you. Well, it's not something Pete's going to have to worry about. Is Tottenham finishing eighth, you know? <laughs> oh, it's West Ham versus Fiorentina. Fiorentina, okay. So, West Ham, who is in finished the, the year in 14th place, is playing Fiorentina. Um, and are favored. West Ham are favored to win that, which is, you know. So, they win that. Do they go they, to Europa League? Yes, they go to Europa League. And... And, I mean, if you're a West Ham fan, I'm reading the West Ham fan, like, online stuff. They are really pumped about it. They like, should really be. Really pumped. I, I I think that is a cool thing about the Conference League, is having teams like West Ham, Brighton, Villa, those kind of teams go out Those after, teams like, are, trophy. that's the spirit of that league, of that tournament. Uh, yeah. That's the best decision that UEFA, that's the best, like, policy decision UEFA ever made. Was saying yeah. conference rolls into Europa, Europa rolls in the Champions League. Yeah, like Sevilla are in the Champions League now. Yeah. That and that's why that's why it's such a crazy. That's why it was such a crazy loss for Mourinho. Like that was yeah. that was Roma getting into the Champions League after you know being like they've been finishing like seventh and eighth in Serie A. They've been down bad. Yeah, there were all these shouts before the game about how like. How much of a genius Mourinho is, and it's like he finished. He's in. He finished in. He's gonna finish in sixth or fifth place in Serie A, like behind Atalanta and Milan. And we've seen all. Well, the you Italian can't always put your like, your eggs into a tournament know. basket. Yeah, I I just think that people are are throwing that that card out there again. The Mourinho is a genius. Like Pep could never do that kind of stuff. It's like Pep can well, lose a final. <laughs> well, like, you know, to, to get into the, the, the back-to-back European finals with a team like Roma, basically, it's like, yeah, but once again, just like the last, I don't know, four jobs that he's taken, his team is in sixth place. They were in sixth place last year. They're in sixth place this year. That's not like miracle soccer. He's a cup anymore. guy. He's a cup That's genius. Great. You can't take that away from him. He is. No, I can't. I, I think that. But I'm the saying, league I'm is not, a completely different beast. Him. The league is a completely I, different beast. Pep says yes. that. Pep says that every time he gets asked about it, the league is the ultimate in competition mm-hmm. because you have to do it week in, week out, thirty-eight weeks. That's what Arsenal found out this season. Yeah, <laughs> once again, getting a little knife stab in there. Um, I, I just think that Mourinho's time has come and gone, and yes, he still has the ability to get in those cup finals and stuff but in terms of the modern era he's been a pretty bad manager um in the leagues which like you said is more of an indicator of okay how good you are okay it's melting down again okay right now you have to take for you have to and you have to keep him for an entire season uh-huh. you take big sam or do you take Mourinho? i mean Mourinho. That's a that I don't know that's a going. toss. That that that's a layup. Toss up. That's a layup. You don't take Big Sam for yeah, an entire yeah, yeah. season. Well, then no. you're not. Then what's your point? You know, he's not My past it. There's still managers a... being hired to the Premier League that are. 
we're yeah, no, to say he's past it is 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 a far cry from from accurate as well. You are yeah. right, James. Uh, um, no, 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 no. I didn't say that he was like he shouldn't be in the prem. I'm saying that he's not. He's no longer in the same group as same strata. Angelotti, Pep, yeah. Klopp, all those kind of guys. Even Arteta. I would much rather have Arteta than Mourinho. Yeah, like, you know, hills and valleys. You know, okay. long ball, long ball, you know, defensive ball will come back into style in five years and he'll be at the top again. I don't know. I think VAR kind of killed a lot of his uh, tactics. His magic? His, yeah, his, he was built on, you know, those little eye pokes and stuff like that. Anyway, we're back on, <laughs> we are back on Europa League talk. Back on Europa League talk. It's That's compelling. Ball, guys. It's compelling. Yeah. Let's talk about how the Premier League season ended. Um, the last couple things to get settled were the second Europa League, or I'm sorry, the Conference League spot, which got settled. Um, Tottenham actually won 4-1. to one. Harry Kane scores. He gets his 30th goal. However, Aston Villa also wins. So Villa takes seventh, and they will be in the Conference League. They were elated, by the way. Yeah, um, should be. To be in the Conference League. I think it's great. cool. Like I, I mean, said. They, they have to they got them they have to manage it well and actually yeah. um, one of my coworkers is a big Aston Villa fan which I found out recently yes. and but he's also he's also relatively new to soccer so it's great time for him to be an Aston Villa fan but mm-hmm. I you know my commentary on it is basically like we've seen and this happened to West Ham what is it like two seasons ago they got mm-hmm. into Europa I think like you have to be careful when you are a smaller squad, a smaller kind of reputation team. Like, I think, you know, we'll see what Conference League does with it. One, you're adding an entirely separate competition to an already packed English schedule. Okay. Two domestic cups and a league. And now you're going to do a Europa Conference League that's going to have you playing on tarmacs in, like, Bosnia. Yeah. The travel alone so, like, is going to kill them. Yeah, so like it yeah. it adds a lot of strain onto an already, you know, you're you may have bodies, but you don't necessarily have talent depth built up yet yeah. when you're in an Aston Villa position. Right. And and you know what you want to avoid again, we're talking about the league being a grueling kind of 38-week process. We, and we saw it happen to West Ham, who were fighting relegation this season because mm-hmm. their squad has been is relatively small talent-wise. You you play these extra games, you get people injured on a Thursday night, you know, or even just a tweak on a Thursday night. You're not playing Saturday or Sunday in the league, yeah. and that the league is actually what you need to keep up. You know, like it's a it's a double-edged sword. That uh-huh. the that the Europa leads in the the conference leads into Europa leads into the Champions League because it makes these smaller teams go for it harder, yeah. right? Oh, we can win the Conference League. You're gonna you might see your position in the in the Premier League table drop ten spots. Well, that's that's exactly know? what happened to West Ham. Yeah, you, exactly. You described West Ham exactly, and I think you know conversely, big teams, um, Tottenham, for instance want to avoid that competition at all costs. Although I'm sure Ken would say, I mean, you guys got to get a trophy on the board at some point, but they, they have champions league aspirations. So you can't afford to uh, give the league anything, but your utmost priority. So I think it's absolutely, I probably am alone in this, but 
I think it's absolutely crazy to not put yourself in a position to be in a league, in a tournament that has upward trajectory by winning it, especially if you're a team like Tottenham. Like when you have a season yeah, the way they had, I know it's like, it's not, it's not this prestigious tournament, but you're going into a season, you're going into a summer and I don't want to dive, like go down this path about Tottenham right now. It's not the, not the conversation, but you're going into a summer transfer window with no manager, no plan. If you had conference league, you would at least have in your back pocket, a conference league ace that says, if I can band these idiots together for a couple months to win the conference league, at the very least, next season's going to be better than this season because we're going to be in Europa League and we're going to have a title. Yeah, you're not wrong there. Um, I think it depends on the team. Like, you know, last year Manchester United only made the Europa League because West Ham lost in the last day of the season. Otherwise, United would have been in the Conference League. And I don't think there is any benefit to United winning the Conference League or, like, let's say Arsenal has an off year or um, Liverpool. Like, those kind of teams don't want the Conference League. But maybe you're right, Kenneth. Maybe Tottenham is in that bucket where – I think if you're going into a summer transfer window with no manager and no ideas and no plan forward, Conference League is perfect for you because it creates a plan built in. (laughs) And that's not a dig on Tottenham like as as an entire club. It's a dig on them right now. They put themselves in this position. Nobody told them to go into the summer transfer window managerless and planless. If you don't have the the wherewithal to have a plan or a manager, you need to put yourself in a position that requires you to have a plan. Conference League would have required them to have a plan. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's not wrong. I think Pete has been very um, steadfast in saying that the Conference League is, is not any kind of That's because if you love your club, can... you have to assume your club is better than the Conference League. It's very hard to admit yeah. that your club might not at this time be better than the Conference League. Yeah, and, and it is funny. Before. It is funny that Tottenham thinks that they are above the Conference League. I mean, they've that's been funny, in the right? Champions I mean, that's League funny for a few years, and they've been in Europa League. I guess it's, you know, when you get to a certain point, I think Ken said this when they got knocked out of the FA Cup, or maybe it was James. It's like you got knocked out of the Carabao Cup real early. You got knocked out of the FA Cup real early, and it's like, at what point? Do you need to take one of these cup competitions really seriously? Yeah. Well, they you need to do. explain. Yeah. You need to. You know? it, it requires a deep thought yeah. in a closed room by yourself to say, this is Tottenham. <laughs> and in this current state, we are absolutely never going to win the league in the current environment. We are not above the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup or the Conference League or the Europa League. It's because the, I I told you guys this years ago. The day that they finished above Arsenal, that was their historical title. And they would not know what to do with themselves after they accomplished it. And for the last four years, they've done exactly that. Ran around like a dog that had already caught their tail. They have no idea I, what to I, do with I, it. I actually, I really agree. I really agree with Ken. I don't know if the... On one hand, I don't know if the Conference League is what helps them get back into it, but on the other hand, I think it's a uh, it is a massive indication of what the club's mentality is. And we're talking about it, and all I can think back to is when they fired Mourinho on the eve of the FA Cup Final, or the League Cup Final, whichever one it was, against City. 
And it's like, if you really cared about winning, you don't do that. If you really cared about winning, 75% of your fan base isn't hoping you lose a game so that you're not in an extra competition. You know, they've already shown that they can be out of all competitions early and still at the bed in the league, you know? So at some point you have to, yeah, you have to fucking man up and you have, and you have to, you have to take what's in front of you and just do your best. Like right now. And I feel like, like what incentive does Daniel Levy have to invest in the team for this season? None. Because all they have is the league. If you were in conference yeah. league, you would have to, at the very least, buy depth. At the yeah. very least, I mean, you'd have to buy depth. And, and maybe that's informative because didn't they just come out and say, I, I just read an article that said, under no circumstances are Tottenham going to sell Manchester United. I did, I did read that, yeah. Well, remember and also like, to a couple years ago, and this goes to the mentality of the club, Pochettino came out after they spent all the money and said, at a post-game press conference, success isn't about titles. Yes, it is. You idiot. It, yeah. I think at the time they were building, and I think at the time they hadn't been in the Champions League before or had only been there once. And I think at that time they could have said that, but, I mean, that was years and years ago, Ken. I know, but it's, that just goes back. It's been – it's it's like um, Conte said. It's embedded there is into a, the mentality. I, I, I agree. And I agree that there is a rot somewhere in Tottenham. Like, I think it's, it's like started with the, the, like a certain degree of player power that, that sees them not really try that sees like players like Deli Ali stay in the team for five years. No, he wasn't in a team, but yeah, he was, was. I think he was at the club, but he wasn't in the team. He yeah, wasn't. He, I mean, he was still making appearances. The, la- the last, like, two years, yeah, he didn't make a lot of appearances. But he had I been... think it was three at least. I mean... I think he's been on loan for, like... He was years. there three years beyond his sell-by date. But he was 20 years old. I'm just he saying... Died, but his, his, his form died when he was, like, 23. Every, like, play, every player that's played player with Deli... Every that. player that's played with Deli Ali has said that he never gave one ounce of effort in training. And everyone knew that from the beginning. I and mean, and awesome, I think that though. and I think that that's not and he's not the only player in Tottenham that falls under yeah. that. The you know, one of the things that they said when Conte came in was like, like all oh, the players are already like worried about having to do like two a days or whatever they were going to have to do, you know. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it at the time on the pod, like these soft ass Tottenham players that can't take hard training and somebody getting up their ass and telling them they're not good enough right now they do need a like, manager to come in and say to to anybody that. no and then have the backing of the board you are well, that's you are even, gone that's the issue if you don't straighten your act up i don't think levy will ever allow that to happen i don't i think levy is a player's owner he's bringing i think that is why all of these managers have ended up falling out yeah i think i think it's why none of them have worked i mean like nuno made a team work at Wolves with much less. Conte is is a le- multi-league winner, Champions League winner. Mourinho, the same. Like, And all of them, except Nuno, who didn't say anything, 
but but the the repeated comment has been like these players are not it. It is strange when you have the the the, the caliber manager that they've had in their revolving door the last couple of years and they have arguably done the worst since their like you know rise to you know relevance in in the the top 4 of the league yeah, but yeah well guys we've actually we've had this conversation several times um i don't think if Pete would join he he could stop it immediately i do like the bet James and Pete put a bet down. What is it for? A bottle of Blantons? Yeah, James? bottle bottle of Blantons that Tottenham will not have a manager by the time official preseason starts. And we you know, whatever. Yes. We're going to find out what the actual date is, yeah. but it, you know, it's sometime July around like the 3rd or, or yes. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense since it's that Monday. Um and if that's the date, then that's what we're going to see. I mean, I, I you know, it's pretty funny like cuz they were they were going pretty hot and heavy for the the Celtic manager, who uh-huh. just won the the cup or whatever, you know. Um, and it was like, oh yeah, he's their guy. He's their guy. They're going to make a big approach for him. But then, like now today, I read the short list is growing. The oh, dreaded no. Tottenham short that list. That guy must have turned them down. It is dreaded, man. It yeah. Might, yeah. Well, I think we've, we've or it wasn't true. Week, I mean, I that's always the case too. Yeah, I think that it's a matter of what these managers are asking for and what Levy will give them. So I think yeah, that's right. I, and I think it's yeah. So it's like they they they're like okay, but I need to be able to cut these guys. Like we said, like on the last pod, it's like yeah. either the manager comes in and he's like, I want you to sell Harry Kane and I want to use that money to rebuild the squad, yeah. or yeah. or they say like, don't sell Harry Kane, I want him, which I think is the less likely of the two situations from everything we've read, and it's like. Yeah, you're not going to get that from Levy, so he's going to go down his f-ing list again, and you're going to end up. And if and and listen, and we can clarify this later on the chat, but if they still have Ryan Mason listed as their manager on July 3rd, that does not count as them okay. having appointed a manager. I think it has to be. I a, like a that caveat. I like that copy. announcement. It has to be an official announcement from the Twitter account. It can't be like close. Can't be Fabrizio Romano has to be Tottenham has confirmed that they have a manager. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so from one underperformer to another, um, guys, Everton is staying up. Now, we have our pod friend, Jordan, um, and we I didn't want Everton to go down because they're a prem stalwart. I think that they have completely mismanaged their team, and the fact that they're on the last day of the season again trying to avoid relegation is their fault and they probably should get relegated um, based on that especially with the amount of money they've spent I think guys they're also being investigated for FFP violations um, so they've violated FFP so yes it, it remains to be seen what the punishment's uh, going to be I'll give you a spoiler yeah, nothing with COVID with COVID um, I think COVID is kind of their excuse I don't really have like a strong feeling about that one um other than to say that you if don't. you're gonna if you're gonna feel strongly about Manchester City violating, you should probably feel strongly about Everton. Um, but it's been a down low case, not as glamorous as Manchester City. But Everton, they're gonna survive. They they score a long distance goal from Decore. The game was really fun, a little sloppy, 
Bournemouth had nothing to play for, and they really didn't. They they still gave it to them. You know, they they, they made offensive subs. They did. They did. And but I felt like for the last ten minutes, Bournemouth looked bored. Like they they checked out. Um, and Everton was like diving to head balls into the crowd kind of thing. And Everton are going to survive. Um, James's boy Sean Dyche stays in the pram, although they did not confirm that he's going to be the manager. Did you notice that? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he will be. They probably should just keep him as manager. They're going to, and I think what's going to happen is they will try to get rid of any dead weight they have. They've been doing that a little bit here and there. They don't have a ton of dead weight, but I think that they are going to end up. Uh, they're going to let Dyche bring in some mutants and and. And Everton will be playing Burnley ball from three, two or three years ago. Well, it really right, depends. Like, uh, you know, I could see I could, what I could see the Premier League FFP violations being sanctioned as would be like transfer bans or something. Oh, no, okay. you can't go into a transfer ban if you're Everton. That's that's devastating. Yeah, I think that that, that would might be, devastating. be, you know, because what I mean, like. It seems silly. What are you going to do? That would be in them? and out, too. Gonna, like, no, no, no one out, you, no one in. You're. Uh, no, you can do outs under that. Yeah, but yeah, you if you can't bring anyone in, you essentially can't send anyone out. They don't right. have a ton of deadweight problems. They just don't have a, a lot well, of talent. They just I think on players that aren't that good. The reason I think that like that's the punishment is because it's like your your books aren't balanced. Like yeah. it might be a thing. It, like it might be like a Barcelona esque situation where it's like until you can balance your books, you can't. Yeah. And uh, you know, I don't know how many levers Everton have to pull. <laughs> well, you know, this is a time where they should go back in the internet pages a little bit and say, oh, Barcelona, they halved everyone's wages, yeah. so why don't we do that? Oh, yeah. Barcelona just announced <laughs> uh, that uh, Alba is leaving, and they're like, in the in the official announcement, they're like, thank you for taking, for uh, basically ripping up your contract because it really helped the te- it really helped Barcelona out. What a good guy. It's like, you guys are the worst. Like you, you can't pay your players, and now you're the rumors of bringing Messi and Bernardo Silva it, are, are running around. Meanwhile, you're begging at a 15-year, I'm sorry, lifetime tenured player to leave so that you don't have to pay. I regret anymore. bringing Barcelona up. We shouldn't talk about them anymore. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Let's get yeah. Let's stick with uh, Everton. Everton stays up. Uh, Leicester wins, but go down. They deserve it. The way they handled their offseason and just the way they were so slow to fire Brendan Rodgers when he was bad last year and then in the beginning of this year was horrendous. And they didn't fire him until, like, I don't know, what was it, like March or something like that and brought in uh, brought in nobody to replace him. They deserve to go down. And then, unfortunately, Leeds going down, it's a really interesting story because – they brought in Big Sam with four matches left. They'd already fired Jesse Marsh, and um, they fired—I don't even remember the other—the backup manager for that one. Um, but they fired him. There was no chance they were staying up with Big Sam because they were playing like City, Newcastle, and I don't know Arsenal or something like that. So they ended up getting duly relegated. They got smashed by Tottenham on the last day of the season, four to one, which is embarrassing. And then, guys, I don't know if you caught all this, but. They were going after all the Americans in the team. They went after McKinney, like McKinney, a lone midfielder from from Juventus was supposed to save them when they're allowing 80 goals. You know, like I didn't like that very much. That kind of made me mad. But uh, Leeds goes down as well, and they're in trouble. They I don't know if you guys saw this today, 
but the Leeds owner actually leveraged their stadium to put in a bid for Sampdoria, the Italian team. Did you guys see that? I did not see that. That is brutal. Think about that. And, I mean, that means that he's not going to give up Leeds, but he's putting his interest in another team. When his current team, Leeds, just went down, they have... um, they have squad issues. They don't have a manager. Like, for him to go and put his hand in another pie is like, I mean, I'd be livid if I were a Leeds fan. That's a much bigger problem than Weston McKinney not playing well after Tyler Adams went down and they didn't have a DM because he's not a DM. Right. So, yeah, Leeds goes down. Southampton goes down. Leicester leads Southampton. I'll go down. Sad to see Leicester go down, but like I you said, can't. You they can't, yeah, squad. for Leeds, you can't play 75% of your season with Melier as your keeper yep. and expect to stay up. I mean, 80 goals allowed, 78 goals allowed. You're going down. Yeah, you know? that's just I don't think Darby is. allowed that many goals when they had 12 points. They only scored, they only scored, yeah, they only had 12 points, but they didn't let in 80 goals. It's No. So, sorry, Leeds, but don't worry. Burnley's coming back up. Um, James, are you going to switch your hate? for Burnley because company's the one the manager city legend Vincent company's coming up they play a completely different style than they played before and then you can kind of move that hate over to Everton and Dyche because you know they're going to play that Burnley ball again it's hard uh it's a difficult what are you gonna do it's a it's I'm conflicted because yeah the the entire reason I hated Burnley I have nothing against the the you know the vat that is Burnley. <laughs> um, the council tenement squares, you know, but yeah, I have nothing against them except that under Sean Dyche for so long, they played and, and celebrated this antithesis of soccer. Yeah. They, you're right. It's a complete, it's a completely different system under company. He, of course mm-hmm. he is a Manchester city legend. And yet, I find it difficult to drop that hatred. I think, you yeah. know, I, I at least I'm not ready yet. You know, like, maybe we start off the season and they get a couple quick wins versus Arsenal, Liverpool, and Manchester United. Then, then you know what? I, lo- I love Burnley at that I point. Think it'll be, I think it'll be when Everton plays Manchester City and you are reintroduced to Dice Ball full-fledged and you're going to be like, the, oh, this is what I dislike. The thing about no, well, the thing about Burnley versus Man City, we, I think our, it's like forty to two, yeah. is like the goals <laughs> for and against. I don't mind playing against Burnley. No, I just yeah. find their general philosophy and approach to life objectionable, bordering on offensive. Personally. Yeah, I think I think when you when the Everton are playing that brand, when when Everton buy a bunch of six foot five black eyed mutants uh, that were born with black eyes, like uh, who was it? Veghorst had a bl- oh no, it was Chris Wood had a black eye yeah. for like black eyes, a shark's eyes, months. doll's <laughs> eyes. I think when Chris Wood goes goes to Everton and you start seeing all these six foot five mutants ending up at Everton, I think that's you'll just move you'll just move with it your hate. Um, all right, guys. So the season prem season is over. I'll run over the last results real quick because a few of them had 
you know, a little bit of impact. United win 2-1 to one over Fulham um, and secure third place, which looks a lot better than fourth place. Uh, Arsenal win 5-0, um, just basically after their stumble down the down the stretch. After the pressure Saka. was off and it, they got a pat on the back. Egg hey, boys, good try. Mm-hmm. You tried your best no this season. No one said that to them. Nobody said that to them. Granite Chaka uh, testimonial. I saw that. Did you see Arteta in the post conference? They said, uh, what do you think of Xhaka's last game? He said, oh, do you know something I don't know? (laughs) Well, he actually has been very serviceable this year. Yeah. Obviously, you guys have high ambitions, so you'll be. Yeah, you need to get rid of him, but I never would have thought two years ago I would be like semi sad to see him leave, but he does have to go. But now he's going on like more yeah, like ceremonial grounds than than yeah. I, I, I would have I would have paid out of my own pocket to ship him out two years ago. Yes. Um yeah, so Arsenal ends on a high note, um, still ends up five points back, even though Manchester City lose to Brentford at home. Um I just wish that Manchester City wasn't such a poor team. And could beat teams, but I guess I think we did. We lose the Brentford twice. No, we tied them once. Yes, no, you did not. You lost both. We lost to them. They pulled a double on you. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. Yeah, Uh, Brentford uh, City rotated uh, nine players. I think definitely some alerts in here. Uh, Shea Charles. I don't even know who Shea Shea Charles is, but uh, (laughs) Shea Charles alert. Yeah, it's an alert. Pete loves the alerts. Uh, but obviously City were on the beach. A little bit surprising to see them lose, um, but clearly they're looking forward to the FA Cup this weekend. We'll do a quick preview after we finish the rundown here. Um, against Manchester United, Chelsea got a point, guys, uh, at home against Newcastle. That's a big deal. Big go for deal. Frank. Uh, worth noting, Worth noting, they did not score in this game. Kieran Trippier. Yeah. So... Uh, they did score. Uh, other notable results: Southampton four, Liverpool four. Liverpool was down four to two to a team in twentieth place that had already been relegated, um, and came back. Firmino, by the way, guys, his conversion rate on the season he scored in this one. Firmino's career Premier League conversion rate. Can I have a guess from you guys, just real quick? Uh, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Holland was at 30 this year. Um, Kane's usually around 20, 22. And um, average striker in the Premier League is about 14, Well, Firmino doesn't play that often. Seems to Car- score. Well, career, though. I'm career. Premier League. Premier League. Career, Prem. Career. 39%. 8%. Mm-hmm. 8%. Oh, no, no. 39. <laughs> 8, 8%. 8. Uh, 9%. <laughs> Nine percent, so well below average. Um, this year, it was at thirty <laughs> percent for the year. Thirty percent for the year. He didn't year. play very often. He didn't play very often. Actually, career being at nine um, for Firmino, like he had a couple of really bad years. That might be pretty high for him. Those really, they're really bad, bad years. They're bad years, yeah. but it's like it doesn't matter. He was good. It's not a like the thing about that statistic is it's not about how much you score. No. Not for a lot of those he, years, because his wrong. job was yeah was to take pressure off of Salah and Mane. Right, because but, but he's not some, shooting then. So he's not hurting he his... Oh, I see what you're saying, dude. I got, I got it, I got it, I got it. Yes. 
he's a good player for for the system. He scored 11 goals in 24 games. 12 of them were as a sub, but he had 11 goals on um, with a with a conversion rate of 30. percent Didn't he have like four <laughs> or five goals in one game this season? I think didn't he have like a four goal I game? Had, I don't I don't see that no. anywhere, but it's possible. I don't follow Firmino that closely, <laughs> and Liverpool were in the mud for so much this season. I just thought it was funny that Liverpool comes storming back. Um, they're getting rid of Firmino. Real Madrid is actually rumored to go after him um, as a depth guy. Who knows what's going on with Real Madrid's nine spot. In the same day, you had a full article coming out of ESPN saying that he was going to Saudi Arabia for $200 million a year or something. Uh, Marca, the most noted Spanish publication, said that he's staying uh, four hours after that report came out. So we don't really know what's happening yet with uh, with Benzema, which matters because there's not that many nines on the market anyways. And if Real Madrid means a nine, they're first in the on the list. So uh, they'll be challenging all these other teams that need nines like Manchester United. But uh, all right, guys. So the Premier League season is over. Let's do team of the year. I'm going to use the Opta one, James. The Basically, the yeah. statisticians, statisticians at Opta, they use advanced metrics and all this other stuff. Um, you can look into it yourself if you want to see what they can use. Google it if you want. You can Google it. Yeah, you can Google it. Use a Googler. Um, so you guys just tell me. You, you can jump in when you think a player shouldn't be on there. Obviously, Holland. Yeah. Um, in their formation, by the way, is a four. Basically a four four two with no wingers. Yeah. Um, four one two one two. Yes. Which I do take uh, a little bit of um, exception. Well, were there any good wingers this season? Uh, yeah, Marcus Rashford. Yeah, he did. Very uh, fair. Saka? Yeah, Saka, nah. What? Are you serious? <laughs> I think Saka. I think Saka was good, but if you had to, if I had to pick between Saka and Rashford, I'd pick Rashford. Just if only to say that Rashford won like I don't know, like eight of twelve games in the winter, coming off the World Cup for United, where he scored the winning goal in all those games. Saka um, had two. Saka. Saka had a great season. Saka had um, a good season, mostly. but the back the back stretch he disappeared yeah, just he like most of the rest of the Arsenal team. Yes, uh, I think Rashford deserves to be in there, but um, they had Holland and Kane. I think you have to change your formation to fit Kane in. I don't care. You score thirty anybody. goals. Yeah. Yes, for for an eighth place team that was miserable Terrible. all year. Yes, I think ha- Kane has to be on the list. Um, De Bruyne, I think, is a no doubter. Yeah. Um, Odegaard, I think, is a no-doubter. He had an excellent season and was a huge part of um, the first half of Arsenal's season. Um, scored some really nice goals, too. A lot of his finishes were really nice. He had a really good season. Um, and then they have Declan Rice. And I know that Declan Rice is really good all around. And I think that's what makes puts him on this kind of list with Opta, where they're using a whole bunch of metrics and he he fills the stat line with interceptions passes that kind of stuff progressive carries things that advanced metrics like but his team finished in like 14th 15th place and i don't if i just don't think you can be on this list if you're if you're in a midfield that finished in 14th yeah, place yeah i agree with you 100 percent. i feel I like you if you're that good of a midfielder like yeah your team isn't your team isn't there yeah, I, I would rather have this formation be a four-four-two with um, Rashford wide left, and then you put Rashford in instead of Rice, and then I would put 
either I'd probably put Saka in instead of Rodri. Um, not because I, I know Rodri had a really good season. He played, I think he played every game, James or Rodri's, maybe every game. Rodri is the best DM in the league, performance wise this season. He is. He is the best DM in the league. I just don't think the DMs were good this year. I think Casemiro is a great shout, but he was suspended for, what, like seven or eight matches? And that's a, a major detriment to your team to be suspended for eight matches. I would have put in Casemiro over Rodri because I think City would still be really no. good Rodri, without Rodri. No, you're totally wrong. I don't wrong. think that United would have finished third with Casemiro. Well, that's what you're allowed to argue. Rodri's the engine room of City's midfield the reason he played every single game and we won the league while having like missing De Bruyne mm-hmm. for a couple of games having Holland not score for a couple of games is because we had Rodri there and okay. 100% he's the he's the reason City are successful it's a fair argument it's a fair argument um he won the he won possession a whole bunch of times uh, they actually have him as winning at second in the league um, and didn't lose possession. I, and, so, I, and I actually agree with you that Casemiro is a shout because I think if you're yes. just going on talent, and I've said this the entire time, Casemiro has been uh-huh. the best DM in the world. Um, for yes. most, I mean, I don't think that that's stopped being true talent-wise. This season, and you know, coming in somewhat late to the United team and then being suspended a lot, you just can't put him in a team of a season when he doesn't have... Yeah. Like when he doesn't have like the number one or two statistics in any statistical category, because of those things. Well, we could have because he played uh, ten more matches than Tiago did last year when he was selected. So well, somebody put him in so, yeah. PFA. <laughs> he could still make the PFA list. He could you know? make like, the PFA. PFA he, list is always a joke. He's definitely he's definitely um, what do you call it? I mean, he's definitely uh, in the running. Yeah, I just think if if I was going to pick, I would pick. Honestly, I'd pick Declan Rice over him as a DM. I'd pick Rodri over him for sure, and then Declan Rice as well, because you just can't be unavailable. Ca- for Casemiro's in the Casemiro is a nominee for the. They have the, yeah. the full PFA list, but you know who else is a nominee in midfield? I don't know. Benton Cure. Oh, uh, he did have a decent season, but he died like in January or yeah, something. Yeah, dead in January. Made the nominees yeah, list. He can't be on the list. Um, I, I also want to add that since my formation would have been a four-four-two, I would have put Saka there on the right wing, cutting in. But um, Mo Salah had 19 goals, 12 assists in 38 matches. I will not put him there. Granted, if it wasn't Mo Salah, those numbers probably would put him there. But because Liverpool was was poor this year, I, I really don't think any Liverpool player deserves to be well, on this list. And to put him as a winger in any way, else. shape, or form is disingenuous too. Like you mm-hmm. either you either have him as a, an attacker in, in a list like this because he's not I don't Rashford and Saka play way up too. Saka like, goes back know. on defense. Yeah, Rashford, Rashford goes back yeah, on Rashford defense. Does too. Yeah. I mean Mo Salah is I mean like technically yeah they're playing a four three three and technically that's a winger position. But he is not yeah. a winger. I just want to point out that he had a good season yeah. or like uh, he, he sets his own standards so high 19 goals, 12 assists is a really good season. It's just Liverpool is trash for 80% of the season. And his, you know, his, 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 you know, where he finishes reflects on where they finish reflects on him in, in my, uh, in my view. So that's the midfield. Any, anybody you guys want to add to that midfield? Um, 
Bruno was very good, but not enough metrics to really challenge any of the guys we just talked about. Um, I think I, I think Odegaard. I think Odegaard. The only Odegaard for sure. the only person I have on that list that, and I agree with you 100. percent It's like Rice, where he just seems like I mean he's yeah. he's an all arounder, but he's a midfielder on a 14th place team that looked at that like up until like a month ago you were like yeah, could they go down i mean like they yeah. were they weren't safe by any means even though they finished in 14th place so i would disagree with yeah. declan rice i don't know who i'd put in over him but i i'd more like to have it go to a 442 and and include wingers in there yeah uh can any martinelli shouts or anything you want to put in the midfield um no i mean i think uh maybe like a Sesedo maybe over rice maybe i think he means more to that team Oh yeah, the uh, Brighton um, DM. Yeah, I, w- I would say that too. Yeah, I, I don't like Rice being in, in the team, but you know, Rice is a good player on a team. He's good. So. Yeah, it happens all the time. And that will be taken There's care of one this summer. Like that. I don't see him playing oh. for West Ham next season. I I did see Byron fans were very upset because they uh, said that he was now favoring a move to Arsenal, and they Byron fans are going back and forth with with uh, Arsenal fans about, you know, not being relevant and that kind of stuff. No, no trophy winning, blah, blah, blah. A little bit of a, a little bit of a um, rivalry question mark heating up. I don't know when they'd ever play each other. Oh, I guess next season they might. Uh, Yeah. So uh, nothing else to add to the midfielders. Um, Let's move the defense. They had Zimchenko at left back. And I understand this because he solidified Arsenal's left back position and was a huge part of their jump forward and how they played. I just think that Luke Shaw was was better than he was, especially defensively. And Luke Shaw also played center back for like eight or so matches and was excellent in those as well. So not only was he good moving forward for a third place team, um, but I, I thought Zimchenko was on the hook for a couple of their late losses um, he got destroyed in the City game, and he got destroyed in the United games. Um, I didn't think he played very well against really good talent. I just, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Let's start with you, uh, Ken, about Zimchenko being put in, and, or, or Shaw it's or a, somebody else. Um, it's a good call out to for the potential to not be on the list, but not for Fatty Luke Shaw. Um, <laughs> Luke Shaw had a really good year. I'm not going to put Luke Shaw was, on this he list. He was available, no and... Fatty Shaw. Uh, James, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would, you know, I agree with the end part of your statement about Zinchenko. I feel like it's not real. It's not meaningful to have him on a defenders list when I don't. Like, he doesn't play really defense his, for real. That's not really so. his role, yeah. and and he's not a good defender. Yeah. So like, what Luke Shaw is though? Luke yeah. Shaw, I think I think would be a better shout. I think that if you wanted to just go for one for one and have someone that meant as much or more to Arsenal and is a better play defender. It's Saliba. Well, we didn't get there yet, but I was going to oh, call yeah, that out for sure. Backs. No question. Why yeah, this guy's yeah. not on that Saliba's list. Saliba's in the That's center crazy. backs for me. I would right. almost, so like, you, you'd yeah. almost convince me more to put Zinchenko in Rice's spot, to be honest. Oh yeah. Then at that point though, I think there's other people that are ahead. I'm just saying, if you're going to pick a left back, I would pick, Luke Shaw over him, and I would pick. Um, I would actually pick Ake over yeah. him too. Yeah, I, I thought Ake. When, uh, Ake, Ake out. coming in and and being left back after the Cancelo mess mm-hmm. probably saved yeah. our season. Yeah, yeah, I don't like Zinchenko in the yeah, defense role because he doesn't play defense. Okay, but whatever. That's fair. Um, 
I think, I mean, yeah, he is, he is a different in between role. Um, I, I like Ake or I like Shaw first, especially in how much he means to United's play and that he dropped into center back and was really good. I think you can't um, have Zinchenko on the like list. Ake the more I think too. about this, because anytime we needed defensive coverage, we took Zinchenko out and brought in Tierney. Yeah. You took him off. Mm-hmm. So okay. yeah, well, that, that was a list that Opta made. Um, Opta also has a Kanji and Diaz. I do not like, I didn't think even, I thought Diaz was really good for the last eight or nine matches, but he did nothing in the first half. I know he's injured. Uh, he was off, injured and... mostly for, for the most of the first half. Uh, mm-hmm. Akanji, I can see. Um, yeah. But because but I think Saliba can take both of those spots, sure. any, any one of those guys off. Okay, you can't have Saliba. No, I know, either but I'm saying either one of those guys could move for Saliba. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I think Saliba was one of the best center backs in the league this year. Um, and I, I think that there were other shouts. Uh, I thought Botman from Botman Newcastle was, good. was really good this year and a huge part of them not allowing a lot of goals. I thought Lissandra Martinez was pretty good. I would still take everybody I just said above him. Um, just because, I mean, how bad was United's center backs last year? And then to have him come in and kind of, you know, reestablish a little bit of defensive dominance united's uh had the most clean sheets in the league by a mile they also had three games where they allowed 15 goals um between three three games in the, in the season which is really really bizarre to have such a good defensive year and then have these games where you're just like get that living crap kicked out of you um and i'd actually make it so that you can't be a center back involved in a seven to one loss and be on the team this season <laughs> i don't know you guys agree with that it's like it's like Virgil van Dyke getting smashed in yeah. a bunch of games and then being like, oh, yeah, you know, he should be in the team this season. Like, Virgil van Dyke can't be a part of this conversation. Uh, he had a no. bad year. And he's not. I mean, he isn't. No. So I have Akanji Diaz, Alessandra uh, Martinez, Botman, definitely Saliba. I think Gabriel, um, the other Arsenal center back, was very good for most of the season. So you could, you could give a shout there. Anybody else you guys want to add on that list for center backs only? No, no okay. that's a pretty comprehensive list. Yeah, and then um, right back, I think is exactly right, and I'm not sure if there's anybody who really challenged him, uh, was Kieran Trippier, who is at the center of everything with Newcastle, especially attacking. He had a phenomenal year, um, and I don't think – can you guys think of anybody that would challenge him? No. I really can't. No. I think he was the hands down right back. And then goalie, they have Raya – and I'm sure that has to do with the advanced metrics. I'm not sold on advanced metrics for goalies, especially since some of these goalies that are up there well, are like, well, I've watched them. Play, I don't even think they know? want that advanced. It says here he had the most saves of any goalkeeper and the best save percentage of any goalkeeper. Okay. Well, those are, those are pretty good. Um, I still think that, especially in terms of value, I think Allison was phenomenal this year. He went from, being a keeper that only needs to be used for like fast breaks and didn't get a lot of attempts this year, he was bombarded yeah, for the entire year and was absolutely superb um, and saved Liverpool from being basically Chelsea for 80% of the season. Cause they were just getting bombarded for the whole year as evident in the last game of the season where they let up four goals to Southampton. Uh, I think Allison is actually a much better shout than Raya. Um, and, I think Nick Pope deserves a look. Nick Pope um, had a good season. 
I, I like. Yeah, I kind of like. Limited. I kind of like the reason they went with Raya. Just like, mm-hmm. literally, just based on what probably are the two most important stats. Yeah, those are old-fashioned stats. You're right; they're not uh, they're, advanced metrics. Yeah, and it's like, and you know what? Like, Brentford, and it's exactly what Brentford needed to stay up, mm-hmm. and they successfully did that. And like, he kind of, and you know, Brentford surprised a lot of teams. Like we said, they they did the double over City, Rio, great in both games. Um, I mean, and just been quietly good the entire season on a lower you know, lower half table team that's kind of fighting for survival, which is when you are the most important to your team. Like, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I get the Allison shouts too, because you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. He got absolutely bombarded this season. And, but, but it wasn't like they're still, they still let in a, a crazy number of goals and had a lot they of did. like four goal game seasons, you know, like. That's true. I mean, I just remember watching him make some absolutely unbelievable saves. And maybe, maybe that's a little anecdotal. Um, but I thought he was, he, I think he is a great goalkeeper. And before it was about his distribution um, more than his saving, even though he's not quite like Ederson where he's really um, top heavy in that regard. I think he really Passing. showed that he is uh, a, an all, an all around goalkeeper and he was superb. I would pick Allison over Raya. I can't believe you're leaving Pope. out your, Golden Glove winner. I knew you were going to say that. I I would pick um, <laughs> I'd pick Ramsdale on that list um, down below these guys. But I put I, I'm surprised Leno didn't get more of a shout. Leno was was. Good I think Leno being exceptional is 75 percent of the reason that Fulham finished. Where they did. Mm-hmm. Leno's a good goalie. Yeah, he was, was a good pickup yeah. from Fulham. He's a good goalie, good shot stopper. Uh, I would not put David Hay on this list, um, <laughs> regardless of him winning the Golden Gloves. You know what? I, I thought it, is this first Golden Gloves. This is no, it, it can't be his been. first. Do you know what's funny know. though? Do you know what's funny though? This he he didn't yeah. make the nominee nominees list. <laughs> yeah, I, has well, that I mean, ever happened? Where a Golden Glove winning goalkeeper didn't Probably. make the nominee? You know who did make the list over him? Like all the keepers we've talked about are on there: Allison, Leno, Pope, Ramsdale. There's one more. There's one more. Keppa. Keppa. Keppa's on the list. That's awesome. Keppa's on the nominee (laughs) list. Keppa's bad. I would take David De Gea over Keppa. Of course you would. No doubt. Yeah. David De Gea did have some um, really really nice saves, and you guys know it. You see, you put them in the chat because they were such good saves. But the problem, of course, is the mistakes the, the shots right the at him mistakes there weren't that many this year there's only one oh my I god that one that just happened that hit his where it like his, slipped under oh, his hands that one yeah that was a big one Ooh, that one and then the one that was across that hit his back leg and went in the goal um but he's he had a lot of good saves he's not on the list so it's not even worth talking about uh but ken anybody else you want to add to that list no. of goalies yeah all right and then let's have a uh, player of the season from you guys. Uh, James, you can go first. It's Holland. It's Holland. He broke Ken? all. He broke every single record there was goal scoring record. Yes. Yeah, Ken Holland. I mean, Pete. Pete did make a shout. Of course for Harry he did. Kane, you know the mm, usual. Yeah. Uh, the usual. Um, you can make no a shout for Kane, like goals. I can make a shout for Odegaard, but Holland was the player of the year. And well, Harry Kane did score thirty goals on. Well, yeah, because if he doesn't do it, who is? 
Yeah, but I just think Holland. It's I, his first season. No. But Holland coming in and scoring, what did he end up with? Thirty six. Thirty six league, yeah. Thirty six league goals, and they subbed him out coming down the stretch. Once they had won the we league, were they subbed him out. Seventieth minute um, sometimes. Yeah, and just for him to come in like that, his form for the first two months where he scored like four hat tricks. <laughs> um, there's just nobody else. And I think if you are picking somebody else, yeah, you can make an argument that Kane had an unbelievable personal season, but his team was not better than Holland. And yeah, I mean, Holland was a steamroller that broke all these records. Yeah. You know, I, I just, I, I think if you're if you're picking it, you're either a huge Tottenham fan or you're like making, or you really hate Holland picks, and you hate Manchester yeah. city, but yeah. it's not a slight it's, on any player to be, to be less Do than we, Holland mm-hmm. this season. If if I if I was not so lazy about editing this pod, <laughs> I would go back and I would pull the audio from Tom before the season started. Um, it's not that good. It's not as profound as you think it is. <laughs> me saying I thought it would take me saying I fifteen thought it would goals take over time. under. What I say? Fifteen Just goals over under. <laughs> yeah, I think you said that under was the Vegas line. <laughs> that was the Vegas line. You you think you like got a gotcha moment? No, it's just it's hilarious. It's just hilarious. There were people that there were people that were like you know the German league isn't the prem and that kind of stuff. That was not me. You you were on the he's gonna you were on the you were on the Pep doesn't know how to use him. He can't play in a Pep team. That's not what I said. I was on the the on the train. Take time. Just it would take time to adapt, which it took none. Just to adapt to a team that passes as much as they do compared to Dortmund. That's not a profound take. To say that going from Dortmund to Manchester City, when you look at all the big signings that Manchester City have had, it's taken almost all of them a year to get in before they figure out like how to how to press and all that kind of stuff. It's not it's not a profound statement to say that a guy coming from a league where he's the fastest player by two miles and going to a league where he's only the fastest player by like a mile is gonna make a difference. Of course it was gonna make a difference. But he scored more goals in the Prem than he did in Germany. In a season, he probably scored um, more goals than he touched and I the also ball. Mentioned staying healthy. That might be true. Also, that <laughs> might be true. Also, um, technically, uh, he would win Young Player of the Year for me as well. Obviously, I think he's twenty-two. James. Yeah, just turned. I think. Years. Yeah, and I think that once you win Young Player of the Year, you should be ineligible to win it again. Like I, I think it's so lame when they have twenty-four-year-olds win Young Player of the Year. Which they that do. is crazy. Yes, twenty four uh, is not that young. So dumb. No. Uh, oh yeah, especially like, in Premier League. Like, like we've got kids like they're like fifteen and nine months playing in a game. Rooney was yeah, five years from true. burning out at twenty four. Yeah, like that's true. It's true. That's crazy. I did not that's know true. that that you could be young player of the year at twenty four. What's yeah. the cutoff? Twenty five. I think it's. I think it's actually twenty. Is it twenty three or twenty four? I think you have to start the season at twenty three. That's yeah. that's crazy. But like. Rashford was contending every year. No. <laughs> it's like it's, it's like a rookie of the year thing. Like you should be eligible after It should be a 21 should be and 21. under. Kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, Holland shouldn't even be eligible. Well, he should cuz he's 21. He started he's 21. at 21. Yeah. yeah, I don't agree with this 23 yeah. 24. Well, anyway, Whatever it doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah, uncontested um young player of the year. Arsenal, Saka, Martinelli, I think Martinelli's still young, right? He's still uh, I think so. Yeah. Um they would all be in the conversation as well, but he's the winner there. 
Um, and then manager of the year. This is actually an interesting one. Um, I think they picked Pep, but I don't see it on here. They picked, Pep. they picked Pep. Pep was the um, They picked Pep. I, I don't. I wouldn't pick Pep. It wasn't even. I mean, their overall points total of eighty nine. What's that like? Fourth or fifth on Pep's city list. Um, and coming into the season as clear favorites, uh, buying a brand new best young striker in the league with the best team already. That's not as impressive winning the league as uh, the jump that Eddie Howe led for Newcastle. Um, or the jump that Unai Emery made. I'd say Emery and I, yeah, I'd say Emery or Deserby, honestly. It has to be. It has to be Eddie Howe. It can't be those two guys. Those guys took over halfway through the season, and Eddie Howe finished in the championship. Yeah, but I think spot. it's a lot harder. To, not harder, but like it's a lot more spectacular what Unai Emery did with Aston Villa. Yeah, they were. I mean, they were in the basement. They were, weren't they last? Like, weren't they last I place when he came really in last year? Like Seven, I think seventeen. I think they're one I think point that, away from relegation zone. And that's yes, they were. and that's like what he what was it twelve games he into the season eight. or a little bit later than that. Like yeah, that is and that is a crazy you know Eddie Howe had a season with him, made acquisitions in the off season. I'm not saying what he achieved isn't great, but to get Aston Villa to in a season place, like this where you look at all the other managers that were fired and the managers that were brought in and what the new managers did, which was almost nothing. Unai Emery, I think that dude. And how many times did we sit here and talk about how Eddie Howe was playing like, you know, anti-football too? Like, yeah, the balls in play for forty minutes a season. But it's over thirty-eight games. I mean, finishing a Champions League spot is amazing, and it's not just because Liverpool was bad, Chelsea was, um, uh, like the worst team. In the history of the Prem, that had ever we don't been exactly know that. A, You'll a, find a that out next title. season. If oh, Eddie Howe is just this good and he's going to be finished in third or fourth again, oh. but you have to assume every no, season, season like Liverpool's going to be back, someone's going to get Chelsea I mean, in order. I think Newcastle will drop. So he's not that great of a manager. I think Newcastle will be they're fighting gonna, for seven. They're going to drop no, next but season. We're talking about this year, right? But you just said it wasn't so, because thought... Chelsea and Liverpool sucked. No, I'm saying that. I mean, they finished with 71 points. That's more than really good. third and fourth from the last like five years. Yeah, I still think Unai. Like I said, I know because I was in third or fourth for most of those. <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's a great achievement, but I take Emery, and that okay. the Aston Villa team is. I mean, it's does not have any stars on that team. You're not wrong. I just think that finishing. I think before the season, all of them probably had similar finishing places that they were expected to finish maybe newcastle had a slight edge but newcastle didn't go crazy and spend like a trillion dollars yet i mean they did spend money on uh, they've spent money but he wasn't there they spent some but not like not like enough to exclude them from the conversations finishing fourth over liverpool tottenham Chelsea killed themselves, but I think I think Newcastle finishing fourth. It's a great a accomplishment. Great I just think Unai Emery's accomplishments are it. better. Agree, hundred percent. I mean, he finished, in but seven. he came in seventeenth place team with a team that was pretty much almost looking resigned to the fact that they weren't going to be in the Premier League next season. I mean, Eddie Howe spent one hundred eighty-five million 
this season. Did he? Yeah. That's not a little bit of money. That's a lot of money. I thought it was just Isaac for seventy and like they bought. Oh, he bought Nick there? Pope. Okay. Bought like what, like fifteen. Bought Botman. Bought Gordon. Bought Isaac. I mean. Oh, Gordon's in there for like fifty. Though. Yes, I know. Gordon but, sucks. but like Still money spent. He he's a sub. Like he, they're buying depth, and depth is a big All part right. of it. Yep. Emery I mean, had to take them from seventeenth. Just because nothing. you buy a player that sucks doesn't feel... mean he didn't buy him. I feel that Newcastle's finishing in, in the Champions League is most important, but I mean, it's hard for me to argue against um, Brighton and Unai Emery's late stretch there. I, if I, you've I got, still think it was Hal, but they're good points. If you've got Ken here advocating for Emery, yeah, you gotta give him <laughs> extra give points. You gotta give it to Unai because yeah, I got I, I got a bad <laughs> taste fair. in my mouth from Unai Emery. My days of him, but that's fair. (laughs) All right, all right. I see what you guys are saying. So, um, two votes to one for Emery, I guess. Um, No votes for Pep. Speaking of Pep, uh, he continues his treble hunt on Saturday as Manchester United. Big one, big one. City. The line right now, I believe, is plus six hundred for City. Jesus, I know you're gonna bet on that too. You've made a lot of money betting on City. I put fifty dollars on City. That's the biggest bet I've made in five years. Fifty dollars. <laughs> I used money that I'd already won from the other bets from City winning yeah, the league. Regular old and Ivan Tony over here. Put it betting against his own team. And just, <laughs> <laughs> not, betting I'm against his own I'm team. I'm not playing though. So. He's not betting on Towson Ice. He's it's not betting on his daughter's soccer games. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's that's not a good comp at all. It's called an emotional hedge. Ken, you should have done it when Arsenal jumped out ahead like I did in January when I saw it coming. I was like, Man City's going to win this. So I used the money that I won from that bet and just put it all on the FA Cup. And then when when I win that one, I'll put How it all on the Champions with yourself League. knowing that and you I'll like that too. one side of Man- Manchester, but you put all your money on the other side? How do you sleep with yourself? Do you, do you understand? It's called an emotional hedge bet. It's It's... That I want the one thing to happen, and then if the other things happen, it's supposed to make me feel a little better. So if you do end up winning, People, yeah, you're gonna be like, "Oh yeah, we won," but shit, I lost fifty bucks. <laughs> yes, I don't care about that because I had already won that money. That's 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 ha- literally yeah. house money. Yeah, yeah. I guess you do. You. I mean, that's pretty common. It's a pretty common gambler's mantra. Yeah. Yeah. I have never been able to do it because I. I I always yeah. bet with my heart, and that means when I lose, it is compounded, and it's yeah sucks. exactly. I never do that because it feels so bad. I never do that. I never bet on my team ever, ever, unless I'm playing Arsenal. But boom, but free money, free money. Lads, All right, guys, so let's have a quick prediction for the uh, FA Cup: Manchester United, Manchester City. The first time they've ever met in the FA Cup final, right? Yeah, pretty crazy. Right. We've done a lot of yeah. semis. We've done a lot of semifinals. You got a semi? I got a semi right now, thinking about Holland versus uh, Lindelof. Yikes. All right, my dad Yikes. listens to this pod. Um, <laughs> Ken, Ken, what's your prediction for the score? Manchester City. I feel like it might get ugly. I think maybe 4 1 City. Oof. Man. James? If if they observe the offside rule in this game, 3 0 City. <laughs> How, what was the score? I missed it. 3 0 City. 
three nil. Oof. I think uh, two one, maybe uh, City goes up two zip, and then United scores a late um, pen. Don't you? So you, basically you don't, three zero, just a very convincing two one win. I said <laughs> yeah. two to one. And say you don't two, have so you don't have Martial or Rashford. Oh, Rashford's playing. Rashford's playing. Martial's Rashford's out. Martial's out. Anthony Anthony is probably out. Um, and That's a blessing. I, yeah, I still I don't Martinez think he was much for having Anthony out. <laughs> I really don't see what Sancho, see Sancho's see in a little guy. purple patch too. You'd probably rather have Sancho. No, 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 no. Anthony actually plays kind of the Grealish role where his positioning and the way he plays adds something more than um, than just his stats. That being said, I don't think that like. And it's not like you know we're really counting on him. It's I just think what's Grealish behind might him. be better than you know, Anthony. What's behind him? Because uh, Grealish is ten that, times better than Anthony. Like he's better in, than Anthony. He's I, not ten times in, better in, in stats like, and performance in the role that you're talking, what are you about? talking about. Did you look at the stats? Anthony scored more goals. Grealish doesn't have to Grealish. score though, so that doesn't matter. Anthony dribbles the ball out of okay, bounds sometimes, but, like for no reason. I think he's a he. He is important in how united play especially like getting back on defense and getting I guess, don't get whatever. me wrong what i'm not saying that he's an x factor but what's behind him all i'm saying is i don't think I'm you missed that much problem. when i have him i don't think it's that <laughs> but i do but we do because who's behind him what you have to change your whole lineup around because you don't have any strikers anyways i'm not worried about martial i'd rather have rashford up top anyways against uh city because you want to counterattack. But that means that Sancho's on the on the left, and then who's playing the right? Garnacho. I mean, Garnacho is a bright player off the bench, but that's not really. You don't want a young player. Garnacho is a, dis- a player a you. Player. Yeah, well, yeah. Garnacho would be someone you bring on yeah, at yeah. the end of the game. Yeah, you have no depth on that yes, side. Exactly. You fix that in the summer, but whatever. Well, that's but the summer is not the FA Cup. The FA yeah. Cup's on Saturday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so what I'm Four saying one. is, you need all your players. Yeah, okay, I heard Anthony's a. Anthony's a. He's not. He's not. He's actually a decent. He did a Lacazette scream the other day. If he comes back from that scream and he plays on Saturday, what do you what do you have to say about that? What I have to say about it is that he was on crutches (laughs) after the game. He was on crutches. Listen to me. He was on crutches during the Saturday game, and Ten Hag said. There's a good chance he'll play, so I think it might already be happening. <laughs> not only is he showed up, not only did he scream, Dude. get carted off, carted off like waving it's his the hands old in small the claims court. Yes, he's 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 really acting it. Yes, up. yeah. I'm embarrassed for him. That's what I have to say about it. It's embarrassing. I don't like that kind of play, but I do think that he is important, especially against a team like City, because he he can counter and he plays defense and he plays positionally sound. I think what, what you're I'm trying to say is you have to be a Manchester United Anthony fan to see winger. the best part of Anthony. I just don't see it. That's fine. I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with that. That's a, that's a fair shout to say that you have to be a Manchester United fan to like him. Worth that's his fine. transfer fee so far? No. Okay. Just checking. But worth what he should have been, which was the initial offer of 65 I think he was a starter and he was fine. I don't think he was a bust as a sixty-five million, but as an eighty, yes. As an eighty, yes, because the eighty what's is fifteen like mil between friends, you know. Prem transfers. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're going to go down that road, then we can look at uh, our boy Mudrick bust. from Chelsea. So, kind of knocks him off the page. Well, for, I'm giving uh, I'm giving Mudrick bust, bust of the year. Of the year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's right. not like a 
that's like that's it. Case closed. Easy. Yeah. Seventeen matches, zero goals, one assist. Yeah. Closer on our up bust of the year. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give bust of the year to Graham Potter. Actually. Oh, I thought he was so handcuffed. I mean, you I was such so a big most was it like top or second most bi- expensive transfer fee for a yeah, manager? Yeah, I mean, when you ever. put all the things that he had, yeah. they, he is yeah. the worst. They paid. I think is they paid the owners. Fault. They paid twenty mil to take him off Brighton. Then, yeah. then they bought three hundred and fifty million dollars immediately, worth of players, including. Your hundred million dollar boy, Mudrick, and yeah, I mean, it... and Chelsea, who had been, who who were seventh place and up. They were in fourth place when Tuchel got fired, right? They were high I up. Don't I don't. They might not even have lost that game. They were. Yet. I think they were like fifth. They were like fourth or fifth, yeah. and he he put them in relegation form. Yeah, I just feel like their ownership not getting rid of all that dead weight totally handcuffed. It, it, but but I mean it, it's still the the most expensive. Do you think they would have gone to where they went to the still... depths they went if they kept Tuchel? No Absolutely. Way. Then it makes no, I definitely they're a makes top four Potter team. They're a top four okay. team. The worst man, maybe the That's worst fun. man. Like he gives, uh, and this is uh, this is gonna be a little bit deep, but he almost in his Chelsea day, he almost gives. Frank Lampard run for his money. Frank Lampard didn't get no. a win for twenty matches yep. and but lost the last seven. Look of the at last po- Potter went, uh, <laughs> but but no one right. expected Potter anything went, from Frank what, Lampard. Twelve games Ugh. winless. You guys know that Frank Lampard's form for the whole season between Everton and Chelsea is 20th place yeah, on Everton any Yeah, Frank Lampard is by the way. is has had the two worst seasons in I a single imagine, season. I can't but, imagine I can't imagine this guy getting season. an offer but, from anyone. But do you remember he he, he, won he won the, the championship. championship. He won the championship with Derby. Oh, maybe or who, who was it? Or they got he, he got into the playoffs. Yeah, maybe they he needs to go the back there. Yeah, yeah. They made it to the playoffs. Like I mean, make it up. I think he'll go back. He'll go back to the championship. He's going to have to. I think so. He needs a break. But He needs a break first. But anyway, but like, Graham Potter, no one has ever done so little with yeah. so yeah. much. It was it was such a bad That's, style, too. Like, those yes. are uh, really bad. All yeah, the yeah. hype. It's a good fact. It's a good it. fact to be flop I mean, of the year. I never thought about putting a manager in as flop of the year, but yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, there's not really much yeah, arguing. Anybody else? Anybody um, else you guys want to put? I think I mean, you could put Havertz. 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 Uh, Richarlison. Fofana. Ooh, 60 million pounds, three goals. That's a good one, too. Um, You can't put Weg, Wout Weghurst on there. No, you can he put him on zero there. zero Premier League but... goals. Well, he didn't pay anything, and they're, they're barely paying his salary. Yeah, I like, think. It's a nothing yeah. signing, but. Bust of the year for eighteen is really bad. That's really bad. Bust of the year is all about yeah. expectation, though. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess Graham Potter, Potter had high expectation then. with everything that James already mentioned. I, yeah, I thought he yeah. was gonna. I thought he was gonna go and crush it. Like the work that he had done at Brighton. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Give him money. Brighton, watch him yeah. kill it. All right, guys, we were at ninety minutes on this podcast. Ooh. It's Ken. It's Ken's fault. I think it's not Ken's fault. 
Anything else to add to the Premier League season before we roll into the FA Cup and Champions League final and Conference League? No. Kenley. Nothing to add. A little bit of a letdown season for, for High Arsenal. High hopes, super letdown. Overall, but yeah, finished second yeah. place. Progress is progress, finished you know. second place. At, at, first first losers. Good. The best losers. The best losers. <laughs> yeah. Need to... Uh, Need to get into um, the transfer window and pick up some Champions League depth. Uh, James Lewis, anything to add to the season before your trouble? If we, I mean, I am, this This would be the most classic Manchester City and Pep stumble of all times. I don't even care about the FA Cup final. I do, but I don't. The, yeah, the Champions League final true. is what it is because you. we will never have this level of opportunity again because inter so because bad. inter is so bad mm-hmm. i mean i agree this is not even like i mean there is no metric where they live in the same universe as no. the other teams like you know bayern would have been a better final real madrid would mm-hmm. have been a, i mean it's like there's n- there's 10 teams you could pick there's no dortmund would have been a better yes, final yes there's no universe where inter milan is supposed no. to win and yet no. we are no. city and it's and it's pep in the champions league with city this i'm i i i hesitate to even mention it to even breathe this into existence but he hasn't tinkered I know. I was going to say, he played Rodri at DM and everybody else in their places from the starting lineup for the semifinals of the Champions League. Um, and they won those games handily. I'm worried that he's figured out that his team's good and he doesn't need to make changes based on what anyone else is doing. That You are the better team. Yeah. You were you favored in the Champions League uh, all at the beginning of the year. You were favored as the big boys fell back. You were favored when you steamrolled Real Madrid and Bayern. And you're favored against a team, a 70-point Italy team that would probably finish in 10th place in the Premier League and have no counter threat at all. I've um, never seen a slower Argentinian than Lautaro Martinez. <laughs> not only that, but uh, Lukaku is hasn't been in form all year. He has, what, like five goals or something in all comps? Uh, he's got a new girlfriend. He's not going to be ready. No. You see his new girlfriend, Megan the Stallion. Mm-hmm. That's pretty. She uh, got a, a, a poppy in Italy. That's what she said. Yeah, and there was. Uh, it was going around like the Europeans just figured. I'm sorry, the Americans just figured it out who he was, and so all the American girls are commenting on like how hot Lukaku is. There's a picture <laughs> from like 2016 of him with his shirt off, and he's totally jacked. You know, it's like pre donut Lukaku. Yeah. you haven't seen him in the last two years. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you guys will be. I think you're seven to one favorites. I could see that rolling to like eight or nine to one. That's pretty more. nuts. That's a pretty yeah. nutty final. Yes. Odds line. Yes. So, uh, we will do a podcast after the Champions League final. Um, if United win, I might push to have one for the FA Cup. <laughs> uh, after the FA Cup, because it would be a pretty big shock. But we will definitely do one after the Champions League final. Um, so that'll probably be our next pod. All right, guys. 90 minutes of fun You're the boss. on this one. Sure. For Ken Lee, 
Second place, Kenley, finished this season on a 5 nothing win. Kenley getting ready for Champions League again. He's back. The, the Champions League has prestige again. Pat on the back for you, boys. Way, way to win your last game. For James Lewis on the treble hunt, I hope you fail miserably. Um, I do agree with you, though, that if you lose the FA Cup, while it would be a, a fantastic season for United coming off their season and winning two domestic titles after last year, um, losing that would suck for you guys, and it would, it would make you mad, but the Champions League is what it's all about. It's what you guys have spent all this money on. It's what you brought in Pep for is to win the Champions League, and while you've been favored in the last... I don't know, six of the last eight Champions Leagues. Um, this would be a colossal failure to lose it, and I just do not see it happening. I, I think this game is three, four, or five to zero. I think it's an absolute thrashing, and Inter don't hang with you for 45 minutes, let alone 90. Um, stop, I can only get so hard. <laughs> oh, God. All right, for Dr. Pete, who is being held being held by the terrorists again ken lee one of the ho- one of the longest <laughs> hostage situations in the history of mankind i think i think they need to change yeah. out the negotiator <laughs> on this one he'll come on he'll come on if city lose one of these matches he'll come on for sure uh to put his two cents in about harry kane and the boys but for dr pete i'm tom miller saying i hope everybody has an awesome week 90 minutes guys it's in the books yeah